Well, hello and welcome to the Caledonian Kings Wrestling Podcast. We're back with episode 15. Thanks for joining us this week and not tuning out after a very hateful rant last week on modern day wrestling uh, and the fandom around it. Um, joining me as ever, Stuart, how are you doing, buddy? Not bad at all. You're off a chipper for having watched the WCW pay-per-view. Ah, well, you know, I've had a couple of ecstasy there uh, just before I've come on the the show. Um, (laughs) You know, I've had had a rave for the last two hours, so I'm on a come down just now, and that's me just hyped enough to talk about this show. (laughs) I was on a come down after watching this pay-per-view, after how good Money in the Bank was, so... (laughs) Yeah, it it, it really brought us back to to reality. You know, it was... Ah, you win this time, Vince. You win this round. <laughs> it's, it's, and you know, and we will be speaking about Vince, which you may be surprised about in a WCW pay per view, but um, we will get into that. Um, so, what we're covering today is Slamboree 1998, of course, a WCW mainstay. Um, I believe this was the sixth um, Slamboree event that they did. Uh, WCW and NWO present um, Tino D at Slamboree. Um, Live from the Centrum in Worcester, Massachusetts. That's the second time I've had this um, arena um, on the podcast. It was Backlash's 2003. Um, was the other one we had. It was just a few episodes ago. Um, as soon as I saw the name, I was like, we've done that one. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised it's not in the Greensboro Coliseum again. We seem to get that every other fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this uh, did a slightly higher attendance than Backlash 2003. I think that was 10,000. This was 11,592 um, and a sellout. 10,936 of that was paid. Um, so a live gate coming in at around $352,000, meaning an average ticket price of around $32. So not bad numbers there. Um, and a decent 250000 bought the pay-per-view worldwide. So good number of pay-per-view buys as well. Um, not up there with WWE at the time um, in terms of numbers, but uh, not bad for a B-show. Um, obviously competition rife here between Nitro and Raw. Um, any guesses on what the ratings might have been, Stuart? Give me a... Give me a five point six for Raw, and give me a give me a four point nine for Nitro. Oh, a little bit lower than that. They were actually neck and neck here, so actually a few weeks prior, just in April um, of ninety eight, Raw outdid Nitro for the first time in the eighty three weeks sort of war thing. Um, so they're roughly hitting about four point two and four point three, so splitting about eight and a half million either way. Um, this is the, out of the whole of the Monday Night Wars, they drew four times. Twice was here in May. Um, which is quite interesting, you know. Mm. I mean, a draw is quite, you know, hard to come by, I think, when it comes yeah, to that rating war. Quite, um, quite real. But, you know, in terms of um, who was more consistent, Raw were consistently on the force. Um, you know, WCW did a five at one point, but there was also one point they were doing a 2.7. You know, okay. so they were really fluctuating. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's not hard to see why. Um mm. So the, the tide sort of just turned in Raw's favour, as I said, you know, um, we're just off the back of Unforgiven 98, which is in our archive, if you wish to t- check that one out. Um, that was quite a fun show to do. Um, and they were on the, the bill to Over the Edge here at WWF, where that is. Um, Austin, obviously, red hot. The feud with McMahon's bubbling nicely. So a lot going over in WWF right now that was that was going well. Um, so what does WCW have to offer? Tries to cap- <laughs> they try to capitalise on the fucking McMahon-Austin feud. Yes. <laughs> I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised that this was the pay per view where um, obviously Bischoff has challenged McMahon to turn up on the pay per view. Oh, state it, fucking yeah, shameless. yeah, absolutely so, shameless. It's, it's the running theme theme throughout the show. Um, we do get an opening package. It says, "Pardon me," um, you know, talking about the double main event. It really is a triple main event if Vince McMahon's there, you know. So they really mm-hmm. should have cashed in fully on that. Um, we do get. Um, did you like the big slamboree sort of sign that was the the, the set? Really, very, really nice. Um, very baseball-y. Like it's very kind of New York Yankees. Yankees, yeah I, yeah. I thought that as well. Um, and you know, I, I, I thought it was kind of maybe a little bit ahead of its time. You know, it's, I sort of had the door in the middle and it opened out. It mm-hmm. looked really, really nice. It was simple but elegant. Um, yeah, I liked it. Um, Iron Mike today, uh, Tony Schiavone and Bobby the Brain Heenan from Left to Right on commentary. Um, a good team. Very good team, very good team. Um, just talking about the obviously the tendency, I couldn't believe it was only 11,000. They looked a bit double that, and it's kind of typical of the WCW. It, they must be a fat southern bastards, man. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it looks, double the people in the arena. Um, yeah. Very noisy, very energetic. Um, yeah. yeah, they were keen. Um, you know, obviously, as they were in the heat of the, the wars, which we have been many, many times, um, and the crowds in WCW, they do, they do bring it when it comes to these shows. Um, whether it's free beer with your ticket, I don't know. Um, <laughs> they're always game. Um, 
So uh, we, we get some some chat over the, the schedule main events. So the main events will be Brett versus um, Brett Hart versus Randy Savage, and the outsiders um, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall versus the Giant and Sting. Um, you'll need to help me out along the way, Stuart, with the NWO divide, and even you might struggle with that one because it's so hard to keep track of. Um, but I, you know, if you're if you're a big WCW fan and you could barely keep track of it, I have fucking no chance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get to the when we get to the minute bit. Yeah, so we get, but we get a nice sort of build of, of this McMahon Bischoff storyline that never really happened. It never was. Um, it was in WCW's mind, but it was certainly not in Vince's mind. Um, Bischoff went as far to read a letter on Thunder um, addressed to him by Vince McMahon's attorney. I'm not sure if this was true or not. Um, if they just sort of gimmicked it in or whatever. Oh, it's absolutely gimmicked, man. That's you think so? Yeah. Man, I was fucking... What is this? What is this? Garbage. <laughs> so, um... It, He's obviously invited Vince McMahon to come along for a fight. Um, you know, just... They, they, they go all in on it, I suppose, but, you know, because they have Doug Dillinger, who's the head of security, and he's outside from, from three o'clock waiting on the arrival of Vince. They've got a dressing room for him. They've got a backstage pass with his face on it. They've got security guards that are in the actual turnstiles watching people come through to make sure he's not sneaking in the building. Yeah. They, they, they've went all in on it. Um, it doesn't make it any good, though. Not, not <laughs> that you would have noticed the fucking stretch limousine pulling up to the arena that he would absolutely be in if he would turn up, you know what I mean? And the it's... amount of people that would be flanking him. Uh... <laughs> So, um, the opening contest, let's dive into it, shall we? Um, a real treat for the podcast. Uh, the crippler, Chris Benoit versus Fit Finlay for the WCW Television Championship. Um, WCW Finlay is not the same guy that we reviewed at WrestleMania 24, very much um, uh, much more youthful for a start, um, <laughs> but a totally, totally different character. Um, heel yeah, for a start. Is, yeah, uh, this is Belfast Brawler Finlay. Yes. Um, Rugged, grit. Ass kicking machine, uh, perfect opponent for Benoit. You might as well throw an Ar- Alan Anderson into this and make it a triple threat match. Here's <laughs> my pants. Like... <laughs> I mean, I, I find it really surprising when I was looking at Finley because I'm like, I wonder when he went to WCW. And you know, in in my in my in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, he's probably there late eighties. You know, um, thinking about how long he'd been about for. It took him twenty one years to get from when he debuted. To get to WCW, to get to the the main team, the mainstream overseas, you know, um, over here in the UK, obviously it was part of World of Sport and stuff like that, um, which was probably the biggest UK promotion, mm-hmm. probably there's ever been. I think I have to say, you know, um, Saturday, yeah. Saturday morning television, etc. Um, big big daddy and giant haystacks. <laughs> I um, anybody who's British and is a wrestling fan, as soon as you mention it to an older relative, they'll tell you all about giant haystacks, <laughs> big daddy. Yeah. Uh, so no mention Finlay though. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so, but so he. he he debuted in 1974 and didn't get snapped up until 1995 from WCW, which I found really, really surprising. I really, mm-hmm. really did. Um, late 30s here before he got sort of got, gets that call up. So yeah, late in his career, um, just that really surprised me, and I thought it was really, really interesting. Um, of course, he went to the Rabi etc. After this, but it's crazy just how long it took him to get there. Um, as far as the TV title goes, it was created back in Mid Atlantic, um, what are known as, as GCP, obviously Jim Crockett Promotions. Um, basically, the aim was just to be a, have a championship on TV every week with more defenses than your other titles, your main titles. You know, um, what like, do you make of that concept? Do you like I, it? I loved how the commentators put it over as it's the the hardest championship to have because you need to defend it week in week out. Um, it just kind of a, I think it was Shavonti that mentioned that it just kind of they really really put over the prestige of the title. Well, well done. Yeah, excellent stuff. Especially on a on a card where Hulk Hogan is appearing but not wrestling, despite having the world championship. Um, shows yeah. you what a real champion is made of. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I, and I also did note as well, AEW they also have the TNT Championship coming um, in the near future. I'm not sure when that's going to debut. It might debut by the time this podcast goes out. Um, but that may be something similar. Obviously, naming after the the network that they're on, it would make sense. Um, but yeah, I, I do like the idea. It gives, it, especially if you're not doing month to month pay per views. It really helps because it keeps people watching your TV. Um, Everything something to tune into. Yeah, more than a title in the line. Absolutely. Um, yeah, two good wrestlers, two hard bastards. Um, as I say, Finley more of the brawler type, but two two very manly men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as I said, you're, you're Anne Anderson or William Regal away from the manliest man match. Regal. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna have to take a five minute uh, sabbatical here. <laughs> uh, what I didn't like was uh, Finley's gear is uh, right up his hole, so he's got the old big show onesie 
kind of... It's, it's very, it's very shrunk in the wash. Yeah. He is. <laughs> <laughs> Finlay has got the hungry bum, and I tell you what, it looked better on Trish Stratus than it did on Finlay. <laughs> me, man. Get that pulled down, son. Oh, at least he's not got his big mullet and tash at the moment. <laughs> yeah, the rapey, um, the rapey moustache and stuff yeah. like that. That was like 95, 96. That was when he first sort of came in, yeah. <laughs> at least he's evolved his character slightly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we get some, some technical wrestling early on, as expected. Um, a few little slips, but that'd be quite nitpicky. I thought they, they did well. Um, Benoit, just gorgeous, took a little suplex at one point. Um, and Finley works over the neck and the upper body of Benoit. Um, he, hits a, he has a sort of camel clutch Steiner recliner. Um, I thought he should call that the fit sit. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, uh, on the fit bit. Oh, oh see, now you're, ahead of, now you're changing times and curving, <laughs> you're curving the future of the world. <laughs> We're now in a world where Finlay is sitting in his big office or Fitbit. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> I've lost millions. <laughs> um, Benoit reverses that into a lovely electric chair drop, which I really, really liked. It's, it must be difficult to pick somebody up like from that position, you know, on all fours yeah, from the deck. Deadly, Gorgeous. Yeah. Um, uh, you can't be helped with that one. Uh, Finley's a clear heel here, and he get, he's getting good heel heat from the crowd. Um, which, as we said, they were quite rowdy, and they, they cared about this match, which I really, really brought me into it more as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Benoit uses a chair on Finley on the outside, and the place goes fucking nuts for it to be fair. Yep. They yep. explode. Uh, no DQ from the referee. Um, Benoit then goes for a suicide dive and eats the chair from Finley. Um, so I says, I guess we're all square, but that's a crazy bump to take, and he's done that quite a few times, Benoit, hasn't uh, he? As soon as I seen that, I thought to myself, uh, Jericho Rumble 2000. Yep. Uh, 2001, sorry, when they had the ladder match. Um, Benoit goes to the suicide, or the two-place suicide, <laughs> um, and he just swings a chair, baseball bat style, into the face. Uh, obviously, it, it, you can clearly see they didn't connect. It looked a lot nastier when Jericho done it, but it's just mm-hmm. in kind of spot. You think um, this inspired Finlay ten years later to do that spot at WrestleMania against JBL? They, they, they both like this spot, don't they? <laughs> it's stuck with them. Yeah, um, I, 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 I add something to the match definitely. For definitely me. it is. Uh, there was a nasty wee scoop slam uh, on the outside from Finlay. Just as he started brawling outside, the man looked nasty. Uh, Benoit just about get his neck tucked, um, mm. and obviously it's like those, those kind of pissed thin school gym mats on the outside, man. I, oh, that must have yeah, nothing to them at all. Yeah. yeah. Like a, like a leather teddy bear. Um, yeah. So if uh, Finley keeps control, um, cuts off a few comebacks, Benoit's snap suplex is a thing of beauty. Crisp. Um, it's so crisp, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, uh, that's what they should have called Crisp Benoit. Um, <laughs> goes after his diving headbutt, but Booker T comes down um, in his uh, court clothes, uh, sorry, a suit. Um, just, <laughs> sorry, jumped there straight away. <laughs> uh, he distracts Benoit, allows Finley to take advantage. So he sort of has like a drop kick through the ropes to the outside. Um, but just sort of kicks Benoit right in the back of the head he and he sell it great. fucking nailed him, man. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I, I legitimately believe for a second he was out cold um, just because of the impact it hit him with. Like, Finlay, man, he's, um, he was well before British Strong still. <laughs> he lays it in, man. He what lays a shit in, brother. Yeah. Uh, um, there is a bit that um, it was halfway during the match. Finlay's got Benoit in... Some kind of submission. I don't think it's the, the fit bit. Um, it was some other kind of submission. I had uh, Ben was right next to the ropes, and I was just about to say, "Fuck's sake, Chris, just put your fucking hand out and reach the ropes, call for a break." Uh-huh. And then Shivani says, "He must not know where he is because he would have reached the ropes already." Uh-huh. So he's gonna cover for him. That oh, he must be—he's dazed and confused. He doesn't know how close to the ropes he is. Uh, Nice one, Tony boy. You've... <laughs> He's so intricate, you know, and it, it, that's real good commentary. It really, really is. Um, you know, we picked a few out from Money in the Bank last week. What's happening? <laughs> um, <laughs> modern commentators and 98 WCW and they're pulling it out of the bag. Um, <laughs> because Dusty's not on commentary this time, they can actually fucking yeah. concentrate rather than piss themselves laughing. <laughs> um, so uh, Finley hits the Tombstone Pile Driver, which I wasn't sure it was his finish, but it appears to be one of his <laughs> patented moves um, at yeah. this stage. Um, and retains the TV title. 14 minutes 52 a little bit long of an opener but it was it was very very enjoyable um it kept me hooked um the crew was into it behind benoit they hated finley um and it was really really good seeing these two sort of circa 98 um which was a, a different time for both guys so really really interesting um and an intriguing opener to say the least yeah you've said it all there yeah yeah, can't, can't really <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Jericho, uh, one of the stars of the show tonight, um, he's backstage um, talking to two guys from the website. I don't know if you do you know who they are. I think I've maybe asked you this before, but I have no interest in looking up their fucking names. Um, I think it's for like WCW, WCW did like exclusive interviews on their website. Um, it's 98, so don't expect, you know, it's not WWE.com of today. Oh, it's fucking <laughs> it's AOL sponsored. I, 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 remember, I remember correctly. Yeah, fucking. yeah. 56 kilobyte per second dialogue. <laughs> exactly. Um, it wasn't a router, it was a modem. Um, yeah. So he's the Cruiserweight champion and he's going to face the winner of the Cruiserweight Battle Royal straight after that match. Um, so he's not interested. He's like he's not bothered. He's going to retain the title either way. There's nobody there who threatens him. Um, so careful what you're saying there, Jericho. Um, we'll mm. go into, of course, the five-star classic that we've been all, be, all been waiting for. Brian Adams with Vincent versus Lex Luger. Oh, who is this cunt man? Like, oh, it's fucking... not. It's not summer of '69, Brian. I was going to ask. So formerly WWF's crush um, is, is who Brian Adams is. Um, with formerly WWF Virgil. <laughs> uh, cold, cold in this instance. Uh, Vincent. Um, Vincent, yes. Nice wee dig at uh, VKM there. Yeah. Uh, it's not like them. Um, uh. <laughs> and of course, after parking up the Lex Express, uh, Luger, um, who is huge as always, um, of course. Holy fuck, man. Beast. Beast <laughs> more activated Lex. Jesus Christ. And of course, what, what have we learned about Lex Luger from our previous WCW um, episodes about his current role in WWE? Well, apparently he's part of the wellness. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Advisor to WWE's yeah. wellness policy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I wonder if he took over when those 10 guys got um, got the, the sack back in 2008 and 2009. <laughs> um, I'll show you a roid. <laughs> no, That's not a roid. This is a roid. In um, fairness, like, probably someone that is just maybe want to be with the fat bombs and stuff like that, but in terms of steroids, I doubt it. He looks yeah. actually in shape. He's not like the roid Shred- belly. It's not, it's the... not, yeah, it's shredded muscle. Mm. You know, you can you can see each individual fibre as he flexes, yeah. um, which is just ridiculous. Um, so I think the story here, Crush had injured Rick Steiner, um, who's had to go and get surgery on his shoulder, so Lex works the shoulder into the match. Not like it's much of a match. Um, Brian Adams hits a pile driver, which he sort of transitioned into well, but he sort of fell to the side upon the impacts of shit. Um, and after a while, Lex gets the torture rack and gets the win after five minutes and five seconds. Um, I like the torture rack. Um, Very nice. They tried to put, put it over that he's never put it on in that fashion before. Like... For me, he always lift people up off the ground and put them in the torture rack. Yeah, like always. And I find that hard to believe in the career that he'd had, even at this point, because he'd been wrestling for about ten years at this point. Um, that he hadn't yeah. done that transition before. That I, I find that difficult to believe. Yeah, um, I, I thought the match itself was total fucking garbage. Um, yeah. it was one of those ones. There was there was not even a shred of doubt who was going to win here. Uh, this was Brock Lesnar versus Hardcore Holly at the Rumble kind of levels of, you know, who's going over. Um, yeah. Luger was looking really, really pissed off at the end. Uh, he wasn't interested in celebrating at all. I thought it was maybe because like the crowd weren't interested in the match at all. Uh, there was, well, it's like, difficult to get interested, not just not particularly in Luger, but who he's in there with, you know? Exactly. Um, exactly. Um, crowd were just... I, I think they were even booing at some points, but kind of sitting in their hands and Luger was pissed off, just fucking yeah. flew the <laughs> ring up the ramp. Uh, thanks very much. Yeah, at least it was short. That's, that's, that's the main... Um, positive to take I think but yeah nothing yeah. much um, Perry Saturn cuts uh, a promo uh, certainly the promo of his life it wasn't mm. uh, backstage <laughs> so he's cutting on Ravens I think he used to be part of the flock um, Ravens flock yeah yeah um, so apparently there was going to be a gauntlet match of some such but he said no that's not happening now and he's having a match with Goldberg for the US Heavyweight Championship Saturn's, Saturn's in booking position in WCW yeah. uh, it seems yep. yeah he's got the book um, Kevin Sullivan <laughs> Rick Flair has been pushed to the side he's taken over um, he's he... a fucking tab of acid that's what he's got <laughs> um, he, he is dull as shit um, yeah he yeah. was on he was on a, a previous episode that we did um with the Guerrero and Malenko triple threat, yeah. And you just a oh, hard you'd rather fucking watch paint dry than him. Yeah, um definitely. Absolutely. So the cruiserweight over the top battle royal and Jericho comes out and he slates David Pincer, who's the, obviously the, the ring announcer. Um mm-hmm. saying he knows absolutely nothing, so Jericho's going to do the introductions. This should be fun. Um so he basically gives them all a bit of um it's very much like a like a like a TV quiz show, you know? Yeah. Um he's from ba 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 
bye bye you know like, sort of we're on comical, down there's his name you know that's yeah. that was nice um, a comical a comical backstory in a very very insulting way yeah um, um, sometimes so, we're just not racist uh, it was, uh, it was yeah, really it was. really funny it was hilarious this is why the best things Jericho's ever done in his career I think this run yeah. with Milenko's always so well known spoilers yeah. Um, yeah. but you know this uh, when he had the Cruiserweight title and stuff like that it was really well remembered um, yeah. some of my personal highlights uh, Damien666 he can't afford a mask so he uses paint El Dandy, yes. the winner of a Lou Ferrigno lookalike contest. That's the love original that. Incredible Hunk. Uh, Hulk. Love, um, love that. Love that. He also has a bit of natural libre about him. <laughs> and uh, I think you'll love this one as well. Silver King. If he wins 12 more matches, he'll be upgraded to Golden King. Which is <laughs> so fucking good. brilliant. So, um, so, other names in this one that are probably worth noting uh, Billy Kidman, Psychosis, Chavo Guerrero, Juventud Guerrero, and Marty Janetti. Marty fucking Janetti, what are you doing? He looks very lean here as well. Um, he's on the spike. Out <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that, plenty of forgettable names. Um, plenty of like, weird. You know, Mexican wrestlers that nobody knows. <laughs> like, even uh, even Mike Tanay. Do you love what Mike Tanay said to, when, after Jericho's intro? He's like, can you laugh a lot about the Mexican wrestlers? And I was like, oh, 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 oh. bro, buying it. Who, who, who are you to doubt El Dandy? Who? As, uh, <laughs> Evan Courageous, he was another one that was in, actually. He uh, was, yes. But a free count in there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, some, some good guys in there. Um, and Cyclope, Cyclope <laughs> was one that I thought, I like the way they said his name. It's but like, like Cyclope, Cyclop, Cyclop, um, yeah. But they say it in a Mexican way. Um, so uh, Hooven Two gets a, a, a good bit of a pop when he comes out. I think he's maybe the only guy who gets a real pop when he comes out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you expect him to, to win this one against sort of everybody else. It ends up with Hoovy and Cyclope in the, the last two, um, and they sort of stare at each other for a bit. It looks like they're sort of catching their breath, mm-hmm. but they're not like across the ring. They're right next to each other and. Then Hoovis just shakes the hand of Cyclope and jumps over the top rope, eliminating himself. And the commentators sell it really well, and they're like, "What? Who the fuck is this guy?" Um, and then he unmasks, and it is Dean Malenko to the pop of his life. Um, it was one of those pops where the camera was shaking. Yeah, and the hard cameras are shaking. I'm like, "Oh, this is fucking good." Um, just one thing about obviously you kind of call that a bottle right. There was so much going on. Um, but so little at the same time kind of thing. Yeah. I just found it strange that they were allowing pinfalls in a battle royal. Um, that was odd because how many people were in that? However many people were in the battle royal, eleven or twelve, plus a referee. Like oh, fucking hell, there's a lot. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, was it was it TNA that did something like that? Where like once it got into the last few or the oh, last two, they, it was like pinfalls. They did like a reverse battle royal. A reverse battle shit. royal. Yeah. So you they wrestled to get into the ring, and then they had a battle royal, and then they had a match for the two remaining people. Like fucking Russo and WCW. Oh, so. Yeah, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly um, enjoyed the moment that that, that built up to. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it had its place. I, I wouldn't say you know get rid of it all together because it, it meant you got Malenko and Jericho, which was what it was. So it was worth the, it was worth sitting through to get to where we got to. Um, so Jericho sort of comes out of the ring at that point, and he he really sells it well. He can't believe it's Malenko, um, and Malenko sort of sh- he shows his angry face. You know, <laughs> um, he gets super aggressive. He turns into more of a brawling type and beating down Jericho. Obviously, their feud is slightly personal. Um, I won't dive into it. But go watch it. It's, it's, it's really really entertaining. Yeah, um, the, the basic the basic story of this is that Dean's dad has just recently died, and that's what Jericho was. Uh, targeting mm-hmm. and Sam was Gromi's brother as well. So it was family related. Yeah, so it was basically lighting a fire under under Dean. Yeah. Um, and, and the crowd were absolutely behind them. Um, so they're going to ha- they have a decent enough match. Um, Hoovy's playing cheerleader on the outside, um, just because he's a baby face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jericho takes over after a little while. Um, he does this sort of stand and pose pinfall, you know, with the leg on the chest and just posing. It's fantastic. Come on, baby! <laughs> Great. Um, Dean versus the Lion team are very nicely, super, super smooth. Um, mm. Which I just, I just, you know, the way I was like, oh, lovely. Um, he also reverses a Dragon Rana into a, a super gut buster, um, which we've seen him do a couple of times now on the podcast. It's fantastic. Gorgeous. Um, Dean gets in the clover leaf and Jericho taps out with Malenko winning the championship. Um, not not a crazy great match, um, but because it was over, they could get away with it a little bit. Um, it was really all about Malenko winning the belt and, and, and putting it to, to Jericho. Um, so yeah, thumbs up for me. Uh, I had a wee bit of problem with this match. Um, the the pop they got originally after the Battle Royal finished, 
I thought to myself, fuck me, this would be ideal if this match goes 60 seconds and that's it. Dean gets on top of him, smashes him, puts him in the cloverleaf, taps him out. Yeah. 60 seconds, done. What a, what a fucking crowd. Keep the crowd off for a minute, yep. They would have been electric and then let him kind of a bask in the glory for a couple of minutes. Doesn't bury Jericho because he can be sold on the surprise of Dean actually being in the battle mm-hmm. role. He's not prepared for Malenko. He's preparing for somebody. Yeah, because you know idiots. when yeah. he did his intro and stuff like that, I'm going to go backstage for a coffee. He's not interested, you know. So yeah, I, I totally yeah. get what you mean. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> I, I really couldn't concentrate on the match. He's <laughs> like Dean's gear, man. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was louder than the crowd, uh, but okay, yeah, it was a nice win for Dean considering what had happened, his dad's death and stuff like that. So yeah, good, good stuff. I didn't think it needed to last seven minutes though. No, I didn't. Um, yeah, obviously we've had a few minutes of the the, the 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 battle royal, so they probably could have, yeah, definitely kept it short. And as you said, you know the crowd were hot for that first minute or two. So yeah, yeah. cash in on that and sort of, yep. as you said, the surprise. Yeah, that that's really that's really great booking, man. You should definitely have had that book instead of Saturn at this time. This point. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, one of the one of the better storylines in WCW, and people recall it really well. So um, it built up to a really good payoff. Thumbs up for WCW. I, I don't give them that very often. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, so we we see the the outside on outside the arena on the Vinnie Mac cam, um, which they're still <laughs> cashing in on. <laughs> State of the fucking head of security boy, by the way. Like, what the fuck's that all about? Yeah. Like, and he actually <laughs> was the head of security guy, Doug Dillinger. You know, you compared the guy. Remember, from, we used to go to the house shows every other fucking yeah. month in the hydro, and the big, massive, bald guy that looked like a tank. It looks like he'd kill you just be yeah. looking at you. And then you look at this cunt, like, fuck off. You yeah. fucking run circles around them. Ah, it's, it's, it's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> so he's your, he's your head guy. A wait limousine basically arrives, um, and Shivani has a wee dig at Jim Ross. Did you catch this? He says, uh, if Jim Ross jumps out and carries his bags, it's definitely Vince. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Nice, nice shooting, Tony. Yeah, he was on yeah. form tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, they cut away. Uh, it's not Vince, apparently. Um, they just sort of gloss over it. Um, so a cage is over the ring um, as we come back to the arena, and it's time for our next match: TDP versus Raven in a Bowery Death Match. Um, <laughs> so let me get this straight: the cage has a roof. Um, yes. There is weapons in the corner. Yes. <laughs> It's last man standing rules. Yes. <laughs> so this is a gimmick on top of gimmick on top of gimmick. Yes. <laughs> um, so wep- weapons come into play pretty early on. Uh, I should point out that Raven comes down with the Riot Squad, um, not uh, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. Um, it's just guys dressed up in <laughs> shield gear. Uh, <laughs> uh, DDP over as fuck though. Oh, big time. Um, that was yeah. never a surprise. Um I should point out there's a lovely um, wooden coated VCR machine that's one of the weapons, um, which just takes you back to the nineties, doesn't it? <laughs> they, they, they call it, and I'm looking at it, I'm going, "Piece that is like it's not like a, you, you black plastic ones you get the neon buttons. This was a it's a good piece okay, of kit. You know? <laughs> you know, this was probably at Dean Malenko's dad's house. You know, this was at the yeah. estate, <laughs> donating it back to the wrestling business. Um, yeah. The, the cage, though, it looks like a fucking mild fart would blow down, man. Holy shit. It's not even connected in the corners. Yeah, <laughs> there's just a big... An angle. There's just a big... I mean, they could even cable tie it together. Like, oh. uh, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it also looks absolutely fucking tiny because of the roof on it. Yeah. Uh, don't like the look of it. I, I imagine you don't either. No, uh, no. It's too... It's, you know... I think the steel cage obviously works better the way WWE do it with the lack of a roof. The cell mm. works better with a roof because it's much, much bigger and daunting bigger. that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you've got a wee shitty cage. It kind of just, it does look a bit... Claustrophobic. Um, ah, it looks like, you know, you've got about two feet if you're, if you're you know, these guys are, I think, page is about six, two, six, three. Um, he's a big lad. Ah, yeah. you've got about two feet before he's scraping the ceiling, you know. Um, so, yeah, we see a bull rope, um, plenty of stupid... Um, a shovel's in there, a fire extinguisher, um, all sorts like that. Um, not really much to talk about the match until no, the, the, just the like gimmick point, match gets more gimmick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just need like to point out that there was a point where DDP was just hanging Raven with a bell strap for the top of the cage. Like, fuck's sake, Dallas, like, you don't want to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fucking just for fun, lads. Uh, um, so- also, it was mentioned at least three or four times in the match, uh, Shivante said, um, for the first time, or we've never seen that before, or some incarnation of that. Um, he said it for a couple of things I'm like yeah right yeah it doesn't mean it's any fucking good though Tony does it yeah. like, come on to fuck mate he mentioned that with the VCR like oh that's the first time you've seen a VCR in a wrestling match or this is the first time you've seen this kind of match or fucking shut up Tony yeah. clown you 
You're, you're going from hero to zero here very, very quickly. Uh, he's, he's doing his best, but he wasn't doing very well. Uh, <laughs> I think the ref takes a ref bump. Um, and then we see... Why? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, honestly, man. Like, <laughs> uh, so then we see uh, the flock appear. Um, what the fuck? Who the fuck was the big dude? Big f- fucking lump. Big lutch. Did you see the size of him? The wall. He came in as the wall. Oh, he was with... The little German lad dancer, oh, uh, Alex, Alex, Wright. Uh, yeah. Alex Wright, yeah. So when he became Berlin in oh, '97, Berlin, wow. Berlin and the wall, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, loving Mr. Well, he, he was he was a this big wall punching fucking maniac. Um, comes down and gets hit once, and you never see him again. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so they basically the right guys try and stop him coming down. I didn't understand that because the right guys were there to protect Raven, I, I, but they, I, they wouldn't. They wouldn't let Ravens flock through. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they didn't brief these guys. <laughs> um, and then Kidman and Big Horace um, take off their helmets. They are also in the riot squad. So they've been stopping the guys that they then begin to help. Yep. Um, so DDP, then he fights back. He hits the cutter on Horace. And then Kidman sort of sw- swings from the roof. And he hits the counter and I- cutter. I've never seen that before. I thought it was great. Yeah. Oh, this for the first time ever. You've never seen that before. <laughs> uh, I liked, um, obviously, Kidman was uh, dangling and uh, DDB hits a diamond cutter. Very kind of the origins of Orton's yeah. excellent. And I liked the way, like, because it wasn't like Kidman wasn't swinging for him, so he sort of hung on there. I think he was going for like the drop kick, and DDP mm-hmm. like swung his legs out so that he would. Be in position for it. It was just. It was yeah. so simple, but it just it, it made it not look phony. It made it look you know a bit more real because I know it's one of those sort of choreographed spots that you, you see. Yeah. So he, if, if you work on it and you, and you just tweak a few things, you can make it look as if it, it wasn't meant to happen and it looks great. Yeah. It looked like Paige had to work for it, which is what matters. Yeah, definitely. Um, Raven has a DDT, which is missed by the cameraman who is zooming in on a fire extinguisher. Um, mm. The ref then gets up and starts the count. Um, we get a few back and forth. Um, he actually low blows DDP and then hits a diamond cutter on him, um, which, was, which was really, really cool. Um, seeing him use the finish and move against him. But of course, DDP gets back up and hits the cutter on Raven for the 10 count. And the win in 14 minutes 38, far too long for me. Um, 14 minutes 38, when so much happened and nothing happened. Um, and there wasn't, I just didn't feel like there was a purpose for the match in general. Um yeah, it was fucking awful. Um, it's a proper garbage hardcore match. It reminds me of the old Ambrose Asylum match. Definitely. Uh, kind of nonsense. Uh, no interest, and I could barely see a thing because of the cage. Yeah, because you don't get a yeah. cameraman inside there because of the, the way the cage was as well. So, was, yeah. I, I thought it was really, really poor. Um, we do get some afters. This, um, yeah. But <laughs> it was It was a proper, let's just get as many people on camera as we can. Yeah. Yeah, fucking garbage. Uh, so it's um, who's the guy that comes out afterwards? Mortis. Um, so he, <laughs> so Mortis is in the riot squad stuff. He starts handcuffing all the the, the flock guys. Um, he then takes off the the riot shield helmet. He then takes off his Mortis mask to reveal that he's can he's canyon. <laughs> um, yeah. And apparently he's been rejected from the flock, so he'll go in and start feeding with the flock. Um, he does absolutely. He handcuffs both of Raven's hands to the cage and scalps him in a steel chair. Um, absolutely smashes over his head, which I win that a wee bit. Um, but as I say, Raven just took forever here. Raven loves that spot though, getting absolutely smashed with a chair against the cage. Remember that in ECW, the chair shot heard around the world, mm. but Dreamer absolutely cracks him as he's getting crucified. Not crucified, but he's kind hung of up. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdo. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Saturn then talks on a website. That's the second segment on the show. Two segments, too many. Um, <laughs> Andy's still getting it. Yeah, they're obviously killing time here, obviously, <laughs> to get they clean up the ring and stuff like that. They've had, yeah. they have, we see a few segments here. Um, and then we get a, a surprising and more forgettable match on the card. Um, so Eddie Guerrero and his bitch, Chavo Guerrero, um, by his side. Um, he's facing off Ultimo Dragon. Um, was it Ultimate or Ultimate at this point? I think it was Ultimate. Yeah, Ultimate. 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 Um, I think they, they changed it from Ultimate to Ultimate. That gave him more powers, etc. Um, just just <laughs> feed on here. Uh, <laughs> so if, if Dragon wins, then Chavo is free from being Eddie's bitch. I don't know anything about this storyline. Any, any recollection? No. No. <laughs> I thought as much, but I thought I might throw it here anyway. Uh, the cow felt pretty tired here, to be honest with you, after that match we just seen and probably pretty pissed off with it as well. Um, so they do bring some pace, but they slow down pretty quickly, to be honest with you. They realise the cow's um, into it. Um, Eddie comes out to Chavo's WWE theme. 
Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Uh, Trivia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. Plenty of... Uh, <laughs> Do it that way, you will. Plenty of lucha <laughs> things uh, to quote Kalisto on his memorable Smackdown mm-hmm. draft promo. <laughs> Do uh, lucha things. And he just runs away. Um, Who uh, fucking quick is Dragon, though, man? Yeah, decent. <laughs> he's, a, he's a quick boy. Let's put it that way. I see he was relatively underrated in in-ring capacity um, by some. Um, probably overlooked yeah. in terms of how good he was. Um, no, definitely, it, definitely. I mean, could he have been your Mysterio if he sort of rewrote history? Would that have worked? <sighs> you had to bring him up, didn't you? I finally got a card, but he's not <laughs> on it, and you have to bring him up. <sighs> I've just put in brackets. I know he's shooting about Ray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you notice the the argument in the crowds in the first couple of minutes? Um, there's a dude in a cowboy <laughs> screaming at uh, uh, this cunt in a kind of a you know trucker vest, and then they're all looking towards the left hand side of our camera. My there's the son. Must have been a rammy going on. <laughs> yeah, fucking brilliant stuff. Too big of a Need this one attention. This. Uh, oh, that's it, man. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> She's mine, kind of thing, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can tell nobody was really interested in the match. They're all kind of they're looking at what was off yeah. camera anyway. And I, I wasn't relatively interested either. But this would be a good point to plug that we're going to be doing Eddie Guerrero. This is your wrestling life next week. Um, we'll have a lot more fun stuff on Eddie Guerrero. This was a very much one of his more forgettable matches. Um, so tune in for that one. That'll be good fun. Um, Eddie wins <laughs> it after a brainbuster and the frog splash for the three count. Um, there was a couple of story things between Eddie and Chavo. They sort of worked into the match, but yeah. it wasn't anything memorable. Um, it's sort of keeping their storyline going. Um, Chavo beats up. Um, Ultimo after the match because he can't beat up Eddie um, there must be some sort of storyline thing where he has to work for Eddie and they can't you know he must be under contract yeah, something was, something like that it was very very strange Ultimo Dragon's obviously wrestling to get Chavo free from Eddie but then Chavo slaps the shit out of Ultimo Dragon at the end and then Eddie eventually tries to stop him mm-hmm. just fucking hell this is all over the place Spaghetti Junction kind of here yeah. um, so we'll move into Goldberg versus Perry Saturn Um <laughs> US Heavyweight Championship match. I I, I was kind of looking forward to seeing Goldberg. It's, it's, I think it's the first time I've done him on a WCW pay per view because the other two, the other couple that we've done, he's not been there. Um, he's been injured or he wasn't there yet, etc. Um, yeah, he's way punching limousine windows. That's correct. <laughs> uh, so he is eighty-seven and O here. Um, so the streak is very much in the middle of it. <laughs> As a fuck, you know, they are. I love those fabricated numbers. Fantastic. Um, I don't even remember WCW doing house shows back at this point. Like, how the fuck can he be eighty-seven? Well, that, that was the whole thing with Bischoff, wasn't it? He, he, he took them away entirely. House shows. Um, yeah. That was part of his gimmick when he came in. He's like, no, we'll take away house shows because that's costing us an absolute fortune. Mm-hmm. Um, love the old school WCW US title. You know, it looks like a real championship. Um, yeah, very NWA. Yeah, I really like that title, mm-hmm. um, especially compared to sort of its, its predecessors or its its um, what's what's for after a, a successor. <laughs> successor <laughs> um, yeah. The the company use nowadays with the flag on it. It looks more like a toy belt um, in comparison to this one. So yeah. I really really like this title. Um, so. A, a prolonged squashing here. Um, yeah, Saturn gets more was... offense in than what I than he thought he would have got. Um, but obviously he's got the book here, so you know. <laughs> yeah, well, he needs to get. Yeah, his offense is kind of. It's just based on it's either a spinning heel kick or a rest hold. Spinning heel <laughs> kick or a rest hold. Got him one. Yeah, obviously he's not going to break out the fucking suplex against Goldberg no. but if ever there was a match for Goldberg to be putting in a minute squash I mean that's what I wanted to see here I was looking forward to a fucking you know just knocking yourself out backstage coming through a door through the through the smoke spit kick spit kick into the ring spear spear jackhammer one two three thank you very Jump much yep. job done nah seven minutes is ball yeah I, I felt really slow um I, you know, if, if, if we wanted to do a podcast on it, I would have skipped through it um, to the finish. It's one of those ones, you know, you're like, oh, come on, just get me to the end. Because it just, yeah, it's not showcasing either man's strength. You, like... you, 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 Goldberg, you, you tune in to watch Goldberg. You don't tune in to watch yeah. his opponent, really, do you? I mean, no. Especially not. in this era, he's, he's miles ahead of people. And I think he's about two months away from winning the belt. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, hi, he's, he's certainly a, a cut above here, and he should be. By no means um, selling to Perisarn, um who's just left the fucking flock. You know, <laughs> that, that that makes sense to me. Uh, the, the finish was was, was quite nice. I quite enjoyed it. Um, it could have been a little bit better, but it was creative. Um, Saturn sort of brings a chair in and does a sort of like the old Sabu jumping off the chair. Um, and the second time of doing so, he gets 
a spear in midair. Um, as I said, it could have been better. I think Goldberg's footwork fucked it up a wee bit. Um, it looked a bit softer than it should have done, but if he caught him and spiked him well, pff, lovely spot. Um, mm-hmm. Goldberg gets a jack, jack hammer, and as we said, retains in seven minutes. 88-0, and, um, and still the US champion. That's a relatively okay showing for Goldberg, but you expect him just to run through people. Um, yeah, it was um, five minutes too long for a Goldberg match. So the... Following match um, that didn't happen is the, of course, the long-awaited Vince McMahon Eric Bischoff matchup. Um, so that's where we'll, we'll get into this a wee bit here because there is some technicalities to touch on. Because let's face it, the next two matches after this, <laughs> just leave the podcast after here. Um, <laughs> so uh, Michael Buffer does his over-the-top introductions for Bischoff and McMahon, which I found quite funny to be honest with you. Um, he's earned his money tonight. <laughs> Bischoff sort of grabs a mic off the Vince no shows. Um, and he gets the crowd to count Vince out with him. Uh, it was just shite. Um, so Eric's awarded the win by forfeit. Um, how how edgy is it doing this, knowing that you could, you could be really opening yourself up to a lawsuit? Um, and, you know, obviously Vince McMahon isn't going to turn up because he's going to give you the fucking ratings. You know, it's like... It's an absolute fucking embarrassment. Yeah. Um, imagine actually trying to get yourself over by issuing a fighting challenge to Vince McMahon. A... He's not going to lower himself to come into your shitey B shows and B, he would fucking kill you, Eric. Yeah. Uh, you're an absolute fucking mark for yourself. Um, I mean, it's just. I, 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 I've heard, I've heard um, Bischoff talk about it before on his podcast about the invitation to Vince and stuff like that. And I think they were genuine in the sense that if Vince, if Vince did turn up, they would have just went ahead with it like they did. You know, they would have went ahead with it and had an actual fight. That seems to be the way they were going to work it. Um, I, I, I disagree. I don't think it would ever have happened. I think Bischoff is... Um, he's all... He's, as we say up here, he's all fart, no joke. <laughs> all bark, no bite. We need to put that on a fucking t-shirt. He might be whatever fucking degree black belt, cry, yeah. whatever it is, Vince would kill him. And you know that yeah. Vince is very much... Put his thumb into your eye and scoop it out, kind of fighter, isn't he? Yeah, he will exactly. rip your fucking face off. <laughs> yeah, you can kick him and kick him and kick him, and he'll still come at you. Yeah. Um, like uh, my my point was like, uh, no wonder this company get fucked over with this kind of bullshit ego garbage, man. Like, put your put your fucking talent over, Eric. Like. How lo- how much this pay per view has been spent on Bischoff? At least kind of 15, 20 minutes has been spent on him spouting this garbage. And imagine, imagine paying Bruce Buffer to spout this shit. Yeah. Like fucking hell, man! It's you know, people talk a lot about Bischoff, and really, it's it's. it's you hear, because you hear about certain people, you know, you hear about Vince. And people say he's a bit of a wank and stuff like that, but nobody denies he's a fucking genius. But with Bischoff, you get both ends of the spectrum. You get the chalk and you get the cheese. You know, people say, yeah, this was really, really good what he did. But did he really do that? Because he did all this shit and it was fucking rotten. You know, it's the same with Russo. Like, people talk about Russo and Russo's a fucking a different kettle of fish, believe me. Um, but obviously, he, he, he'll tell you, oh, I, I, I had the idea for DX or this and that. You know, you also had the fucking brawl for all, mate. And you also buried the two companies. <laughs> WCW, yeah. which I mean, to be fair, they were sort of on their road out. Um, but TNA, which were fucking pretty hot when you went in there, so mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. uh, you know you, you get that with certain people. And I think the ones where it's as I said, the more chalky and cheese rather than a little bit of cheese, but mostly chalk. Or you know, it, it, you get that sort of if it's both ends, you think, man, maybe they blagged their way halfway through that. You know, I think it what it comes down to is when you look at it from that kind of perspective, when it was good, it was okay. I mean, NW was a good idea, but it was a stolen idea. They stole it for Japan. Mm. Japan done it first. The best thing he ever done was put Goldberg on TV. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the best thing he's done. And you look at the worst kind of stuff that he done. Compare that to Vince's, the best stuff that Vince has ever produced. Fuck, mm. there's not even a contest. Like, no, correct. Uh, You're absolutely right. Um, and, and as we watch, and as we watch pay per views as well, obviously we've watched more WWF than WCW. But we obviously hand pick. And we've really cherry picked with WCW the ones that we've thought are better. How many times have we looked through the cards and think, no, I'm not doing any of the WCW ones, you know, because we're like, mm. I don't think that's going to be any good. And but with WWE yeah. ones, there's actually quite a bunch, and that's why we've done more of them because yeah, there's always at least half the card worth watching. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. Um, so yeah, this was pish, and as, as you said, Vince would have fucking killed them anyway. <laughs> yeah, 
Fuck you, Bishop. So, double main event. It's time to be uh, let down um, like, a, like a wife on her 50th wedding anniversary. It's Bret Hart versus <laughs> Randy Savage. Um for the first the first of the, the, the double whammy um of, of shit shows. Um so I say Michael Buffer and then his pay tonight introduces these ones as well. Um Brett's shite theme song. Um mm-hmm. Scottish Soldier plays, one of my favourite um bagpipe songs for Roddy Piper, so fair play. Um it's good that he he just uses standard bagpipe music because you could just pan pick a song. It doesn't matter. Nobody owns the rights to it, so he'll always be sort of associated with the bagpipes. So I, I, I thought that was quite a nice character trait that he picked up. He's like, that nah, doesn't matter. I'll use that song anywhere I go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so to be fair, the crowd pop for right for Piper. He's the referee here, um, and Macho Man and his wolf pack colours. Um, he looked gorgeous, but that's that's what it sort of ended. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> my opening comment is, oh look, it's nineteen ninety three of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, man. So, uh, so I don't believe so this match had ever happened in a pay-per-view capacity anyway. Uh, not that I can recall. No, um, I think they were trying to sell it as that anyway. Um, yeah. Let's, let's just say that it definitely lacked emotion, effort, and any sort of story. Um, the, the fact that the opening exchange included a face macho man Raking the eyes of the heel Brett. Mm, fucking psychology there, match. And the, the, the faces and heels are so blurred, especially in these two matches, um, yeah. because the Wolf Pack are supposed to be the heels, I think, but they're so over they have to be the faces, but we'll they still wrestle like heels. So <laughs> I'm just at this, at this point, I was like, let's, let's just throw faces and heels at the windy. Let's go, you I'll, know, uh, yeah, yeah, and and I'll, just I'll, watch I'll, it for what it is. It's like. I'll try and explain best I can the situation at this time, and then they'll be okay. Thank you. We'll get that we'll at the end. Tune in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So standard stuff. Um, Brett works the leg after some outside brawling through the crowd. Um, Savage sells his knee for a while. Um, he sells it well, to be fair. You know, even when he's hitting offensive moves, he's selling it. Um, you know, he has a suplex and he acts like he's hurt it. Comes off the top and he sort of sells it a bit. So fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Brett locks in the sharpshooter. Miss Elizabeth comes running down and then Savage counters it and locks in the sharpshooter of his own, um, which I thought was okay. Um, Brett makes it to the ropes almost immediately, though. Um, Brett then hits Savage with a low blow, hits Piper in the back of the head with the brass knuckles. Um, sort of knocks him down for a bit. Not out, because he's a, he's a wrestler, he's not just a referee. Um, he's mm-hmm. not made a paper. So, uh, Savage then has the, the, the nuts. Um, before Hogan takes out Macho Man from the outside, smashes his knee against the ring post, and then Piper sort of... So, I think um, Savage gets put in the sharpshooter, and then as Piper sort of comes to, he sees that the knuckles are in Savage's hand, so he thinks it's him that's hit him. So, Brett sort of gets away with it, and, and Piper counts the fall, and then sort of... Macho Man does tap, and he, and he calls for the bell. So, um Plenty of shenanigans here at the end once again. Um, starting the WCW stuff. Um, pff, where do we start? Yeah. Uh, yeah right, so the, the first thing that really pissed me off is that uh, the special guest referee isn't in ref colours. Yeah. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> and his t-shirt. Yeah. Buy my shirt. Yeah, absolute nonsense. Um, so at this time, um, you're talking one of the best technical wrestlers and probably the hottest wrestler in the world. Who do you put him to work with? Fucking Macho, who cannot go 17 minutes anymore so why book it yeah. they do the shortcuts to get through the crowd they're on the outside all the fucking stolen in the world um it's very very boring i have no doubt Nothing... that, that brett would bring savage to a good match if he could be asked but i think that would also played into this genuinely um yeah very much phoning it in right now um any time there was a slight bit of pace to the match they just slow it right back down again mm. It didn't get out of first gear. Um, the only decent spot, in fact, it was better than decent, it was fucking gorgeous, is Brett Hart's stunning pile driver. Mm. Um, oh, he fucking... He spiked it. Manted him, man. He spiked him, yeah. Uh, Miss um, Elizabeth also made an appearance here. Um, that, yeah, that's what I was absolutely getting to that. Uh, Liz fucking still absolutely smoking hot here. Yeah, um, She has not lost her looks. Like... So many in the rest of She's such a memorable face, isn't she, as well? Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. She has got the ultimate baby face face kind of thing, yeah, you know what I mean? Definitely. Um Hogan. Hogan interference. I thought the match ground to a halt waiting for that. Somebody missed their cue. I don't know who it was, it was either Macho or Hogan. One of them missed it. But Likely, it just Hogan. Took Likely Hogan. Uh, took an eternity, shoved Liz out the road to get to the spot quicker. 
Uh, absolute garbage and what an absolute waste of Bret Hart. Now, you know I'm not a big Bret Hart fan, mm-hmm. but fuck me, he deserves better than this. Yeah, it was, it, and it really pissed me off that Hogan is your world champion. He is at the show. He's not injured for what I could find online. He just could not be asked to wrestle on this show. Um, which just, the fact, if, if you're going to be the champion, you know, give the fuck, give better than that, you know? Um mm-hmm. So that pissed me off a wee bit. Um, I lot of shit this match. I thought it was boring, slow, ground to a halt. Um, if it's the first time these two guys go one and on one on one, I'm glad it was the fucking last. Um, should have been special in terms of the characters involved, um, but clearly, you know, disinterested Bret Hart, Savage Ben being past his best. Ah, I thought it was pish, absolutely pish. Um, not for me. Big thumbs down. Yep. And 100%. the match they decided to give us in the main event um, is not much better. So it's the Outsiders, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash with um, leather, red leather jacket, Dusty Rhodes. Um, this is Sting and the Giant for the WCW NWO Tag Team Championships. Um, buffers at it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nash and Hall, hey, Hall looks a bit pissed here. Um, when he comes out, he sort of staggers into Nash's arms, and I'm like, they're not doing the drunk gimmick here, are they? It turns out they weren't, they just looked at you, but unsteady in his feet, and I was like, oh. <laughs> he might not have been, it was just an observation when he came out, he looked a bit, you know, uh, yeah. away with the fairies, as we you, say. You always, you always have a wee look for it, don't you? Ah, yeah. um, so they cut a wee promo, I have never seen this before, um, so this was a nice actual treat for me, um, so they do their yeah. little survey, survey yeah. uh, so the pack surveys were a sort of gimmick that they did, um, and they asked the fans if they get to see WCW, Boo. Or if they hit the C and the chant the cows join in, the N, the W, I thought it was really, really good. Survey says, one more for the good guys. I'm like, ah, that was good. I like, I like catchphrases, man. That's my gimmick. <laughs> how, good, how good is Scott Hall? Oh. Like, how has this guy never been a world champion? We've said this on the show before, you know, he, he has the oh, look and, and, and the, the workability, but actually his promo is really, really good. Natural charisma. He oozes machismo. He uh, does. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He is Mr. Charisma. And then you look at fucking Nash. How many world titles has he had? I will rant about Nash at the end of this match. Um... Good stuff. Right. I'll, I'll try and give the background to you. Right. Okay. So, obviously, formation of the NWO, Hall, Nash, Hogan. We don't need to we don't need to reinvent the wheel here. Everyone knows the story. Blah, blah, blah. NWO absolutely expanded in about 40 members. So, this all came about when... Savage and Hogan had a disagreement, if you will, mm-hmm. and then that started to kind of show the signs of the division. Um, it all came about when obviously, uh, sorry, obviously, um, the beef with Savage, um, Scott Hall and Nash decided to kind of side with him. That explains the kind of the Hogan turn on, not the turn, the Hogan interference on Savage in the last match as well. Mm-hmm. So, NWO Wolfpack became, obviously, the red and black yep. segment of the NWO. So, you've got, you've now got NWO Black and White, which is NWO Hollywood, mm-hmm. which is run by Hogan. And then you've got, obviously, NWO Wolfpack, which has the Outsiders, Savage, and Dusty Rhodes, apparently. Probably more members than there at this point. Um, so, Sting... <laughs> Sting is representing WCW, uh-huh. but he's still pals with the Giant, despite the Giant being in NWO Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So what you have here is WCW plus NWO in the one team versus the other segment of the NWO Wolfpack. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> it's, it is, it's, I mean, that's the thing, yeah, like if you're not watching it, it's so hard to keep track of. And they don't really explain it to you. I know they really can't explain it to you because it's so long fucking winded, like you've just done there, you know, yeah. in terms of when you're watching it. So, ah, you really need to be paying attention to this on a weekly basis before you can fucking catch the gist of it. <laughs> to put it in the simplest forms, WCW face, NWO Hollywood heel, NWO Wolfpack and the tweeners. Yeah. Very much over, but act like heels. Um, yes. So, match, pish, um... Oh, fucking absolutely dreadful. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I liked the giant giving us some of the, the old big E gyrating in the corner as he's kind of backing into Nash yeah. and he's doing the Rikishi bump spot. Uh, sorry, bumping, uh, backing it up spot, sorry. He gives us the, the gyrating haps. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yep. Uh, I thought Scott Hall was really good here. His, his charisma, as, as we said, is fantastic, but he, you know, he mocks the giant at certain points. He's quite... Yeah. He, yep. He, yep. He's, he's turned on with the crowd and stuff like that. I like mm. that. Um 
I was loving the the referee. It's that fucking over the top referee oh, again. Oh, the big guy, yeah. He's great, man. He 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 loves it. He fucking loves it. He's uh, got the the shirt that's four sizes too big for him. Yeah. Oh, just to try and make himself look like he's got something to him. Um, yeah. he's he's perfect for a referee because you can just fucking throw him about, and you know, yeah. if a big guy bumps into him, you you will imagine he's dead. Um, so uh, a little bit with Nash and the Giant. Pure pish. Um, mm-hmm. The giant does the Hogan uh, hand to the ear spot, which I, I thought was funny. Uh, yeah. And he also hits the big Hollywood leg drop later on in the match, um, which mm-hmm. Nash kicks out of. Um, Nash, I think they get some heat on on um, Sting um, for a little while, which Nash, after hitting about three moves, locks in a bear hug because he's run out of ideas, um, which I just oh, thought was, was fucking atrocious, yeah, man. Yeah. I was trying to count the moves. He's done the, the old knee into the gut in the corner, the... The big boot choke in the corner. And like, oh, you've run out of ideas. Yeah, he's not got much to him, is he? Um, so I, I, I also find it surprising how the giant can't get a win from the big leg drop. I know it's Hogan's move, but the giant is bigger in every yeah. way. Surely yeah. his legs are bigger. Surely he yeah. can jump higher because he's taller, etc. Coming down with a lot more force. Fucking psychology. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the giant climbs up to the top rope and misses a splash on Nash. Thank fuck, because he's Kevin yeah, Nash. Dusty <laughs> um, <laughs> sets the tag belt on the apron, uh, which I noticed straight away. I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah, Dusty finish. <laughs> uh, so he distracts the referee and Nash goes for the jackknife. Um, but Hall comes in and hits Nash with the title. Uh, so he sort of turns on his good pal there. And the giant pins Nash. So Sting and the giant win the tag belts. Hall and Dusty embraced the giant in the ring, and Sting can't believe what's happened, so he just sort of stands there. Yeah, he was the MVP here. He just kind of stands and stares into space, kind of trying to digest what's yeah. happened here. Um, so I think absolutely. they're basically trying to convert the Sting at the end of the Wolf Pack. I think that's yeah. what they're trying to do here. I picked that up at least. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but oh, match was shit. Um, it, it was. It was like right. So who's <clears throat> who's with who now? Has Nash, eh, sorry, has Hall now joined back with the, the Hollywood faction, or has Nash been kicked out of the Wolf Pack and Giant has came over to the Wolf Pack side? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Tune into Nitro to see what happens. Well, we've done this before because when we watched the WCW one before, it's like we need to tune into Nitro to see what's next. And it's like, I know they're trying yeah. to sell TV, but yeah. <laughs> you see when you're watching it back, you're like, I just don't get that. It, just, it makes it feel like, fuck, what's going on? Um, Kevin Nash. <laughs> this is the this is the this is the match for me that I realised I hate Kevin Nash and yeah. like I'm not I'm not saying I liked him but when I whenever I've watched him before I've been like right a Kevin Nash match this time when I watched Kevin Nash coming into the ring I thought I thought oh fuck Kevin Nash match how you must feel every time Mysterio's on the card you know what I mean and I'm just like oh man here we go he mm. out with a look he has fuck all else. Genuinely, I just don't get it. I don't see it. I don't see anything out with that. His matches are boring as shit. I mean, people say he's charismatic. I don't think he fucking is. I really don't. Maybe I've seen some of his TNA stuff, which I thought was quite good and goofy. And yeah, funny. so but he, he had that in the kind of backstage role, but in terms of like storytelling in the ring, mm, not too sure. Not, not too sure about that, brother. Nah, not for me. Um, this was the point. So anytime Kevin Nash comes up in the future, I'm not going to be a happy bunny. Um, uh, I'd, I'd also like to make the point that we have met both Nash and Mysterio on the same night <laughs> in the same in, in the same picture, yeah. and they were both both miserable bastards yeah. I've ever met. Well, at least Ray said hello. Um, least, uh, yeah, he must have known who it was. <laughs> yeah, um, but Nash, nah, not interested. RVD was yeah. a lovely that night, but enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah. three. I mean, I mean, he was lovely, but no, I Nash was a big fucking silken bastard. Um, I not not for me. Um, so there you have it. Uh, <laughs> would you like to grade the show? Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's a low C. Um, I didn't put a C minus. It's a low C. We'll just leave it at that. Um, I thought that the matches that should have been good were very very disappointing. Uh, again, we've just mentioned the main event. There's a very much kind of tune in and actually see what happens. Um, the only good part was Sting selling on the, the victory on the outside. I thought that was incredible. Yeah. Uh, Savage Brett, dreadful. Uh, Goldberg match went five minutes too long. DDP Raven match was a mess. Uh, the Guerrero match should have been match of the night. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't. Uh, I think I just set the standard for Eddie so high. Yeah. 
Uh, and it's not as if he had a bad dance partner there, but obviously you can add in the Chavo storyline, it's a bit of nonsense. Um, the stuff, the, the segment of the night was Jericho introduced. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with that. Uh, I said the opening match was pretty good and the Cruiserweight stuff was nice. I think everything else was from okay to downright shite. Um, yeah. D plus for me, it's probably my least one of my least favorite shows we've watched. Um, just pff, felt like a drag. I watched this in one sitting as well, and you know what? I found myself, as I said, you know, looking at the phone and think, oh, "Okay, so mm-hmm. I need to tune back in here." Just didn't, just didn't hold my attention for a lot of time. I say it started well, and the Cruiserweight stuff was good, so I had high expectations. But once you got into the tail end of the show. I think pretty much from the Bowery match, it, it really dragged yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, that was 15 minutes worth of match and 15 minutes of my life I'm not going to get back. Um, <laughs> and it just sort of went downhill for there. So uh, that really hurt the show for me. Uh, but D+, plus, I've been a wee bit generous there, I think, in my own estimation, to be honest with you. Uh, not for me. As you know, I probably will rate WCW stuff a little bit lower because it's just not my thing most of the time. I'm looking forward <laughs> to having a fucking good one where I'm high on the adrenaline coming off the back it like it was for money in the bank um, <laughs> but I'm not sure if that's going to happen or it's going to happen for a long time <laughs> we'll find it in archives eventually <laughs> <laughs> um, so next week uh, yes things will be picking up um, as I said earlier on in the show we'll be covering the life and times the career of Eddie Guerrero um, and our second instalment of This Is Your Wrestling Life the people have chosen this one um, so really looking forward to doing that shoot. Are you looking forward to that one? No, I want to change it, man. The bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I thought no. it would be a really interesting one as well. Maybe we'll get back round to it. Um, I, I think this will be incredible. Um, it'll be good to see his kind of rise to prominence through the through the highs and the lows, the the release and the Indies around the two thousand marks, making a comeback, getting to the getting to the top of the company. I'm looking forward to the journey. Yeah, there's a lot of interest in, in, in this one, and you know, a, a lot happens in Eddie Guerrero's career, and as we said, expect, highs and lows. Um, expect a long episode next week. Yeah, yep, yeah, um, and we'll be doing um, some double time to make sure we get everything covered that we can. <laughs> it may be a two-parter. <laughs> yes, that'll be a good one. Uh, so, thanks very much for joining me again, as ever, Stuart. Always a pleasure, Mark. Take care, everybody. Oh